Daddy Lady, the book club of love. Hi, Vera Elizabeth. Hi, Barbara Ann. So I think what's going to happen is that you're going to give me a snowball right now. Is that right? Is oh, that what you want to do? No, no, Barbara. That's What that's, did I get wrong? Um, the part about me giving you a snowball. I thought you said you wanted to give... No, I wanted to talk about bef- the snowball. Oh. Yeah. The book? The book. By Bridget Brophy? Yeah. Okay. Because we, a couple episodes back, you talked about this book. Mm-hmm. And you gave me the wrong impression about it. What did I say? You, you like described it as like a tawdry romance novel. Well, that's what I wanted it to be. It's not that. <laughs> not at all. Okay. I took it. I read it in a day. It's not very long, but it's also a page turner. Uh-huh. But not in the way that you said. <laughs> Yeah, I kept turning the pages. I wasn't finding what I was looking for. <laughs> okay, tell me what you were looking for. Oh, if you were just a bunch of intellectual academics going n- bonkers for this book. was like, I can't think of a better combination. I need to read this book. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking for the, you know, the sexual parts that were exciting the intellectual academics that I'd heard it from on the Iris Murdoch podcast. There is like huge sections of the book that are academic huge sentences that are sexy one or two (laughs) can i have your review of it because i also haven't read it in a year okay it's a it's a good book it was written by bridget brophy as you said who i think you described as a buddy of your favorite author iris murdoch contemporary or something yeah contemporary yeah Uh, girlfriend (laughs) okay lover scissor sister whatever you want to say what yeah you you heard yeah you heard me you heard me that's what that means when uh she wrote it she was 35 this book has it follows this one woman actually two women over the course of a single night it's a new year's eve party that starts at like 10 o'clock and goes till dawn at this beautiful mansion so there's anna who's 42 she's the main character and then there's uh, another woman a girl Uh, i don't know how old she is maybe i'm gonna say early 20s her name is ruth and uh, Anna is friends with the woman who owns the house, and her name is Anne, and she's an older woman. She's married to an older man. I'm just giving you a little backstory. Okay. Um, it's their party. They're obscenely wealthy. Uh, in, in case you want to read this book, I'm not going to say what her relationship is to Anne, but it's a it's an interesting relationship connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one of the sets of friends there are uh, a man named Rudy, who I think is around Anna's age, and his wife, whose name I forget, and their daughter Ruth. Uh, There's also a young man named Ed who's around the same age as Ruth. And there is a mysterious man who uh, they only refer to as Don Giovanni. I don't think we ever learn his real name. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the stroke of midnight, Don Giovanni is standing on one side of Anna. Uh, She and Rudy kiss and then Don Giovanni lays one on her. Real thick. Wait, wait. Rudy and who kiss? Anna. You know, just like a little peck type of thing. Like a okay. little, you know, the, how you do at a New Year's party, I guess. So in, they in the 60s. they kissed and then she turned around and, oh yeah, this book is set in the 60s. That's yeah. important. Yeah. And then, you know, just like a friendly, like uh-huh. whatever New Year's kiss. And then this masked man, because it is a costume ball. I forgot to mention that part. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah. What's the theme? The theme? Oh man. Is it 1800? Yeah, something like that. It's old-fashioned. There, uh, Anna's Don An- Donna Anna from um, from Don Giovanni. Mozart's Don Giovanni, and Don Giovanni is Don Giovanni. Uh-huh. So they just happen to be characters from the same. Yeah, I think that's opera. I think that's how it goes down. Okay. And Don Giovanni is based on, I guess, Casanova or Who? Don Juan rather. I'm sorry, Don Juan. 
Um, I just Don re- Juan was a real person. <laughs> We've had this discussion I know we before. have. Casano- it's either Casanova or Don Juan is real. I don't remember which one. One is a character and one is not. The answer is Casanova was real. But they are, both of them are... Lotharios. Um, Lothar- Lotharios. Yeah. So, and then a Lothario is... A seducer? Yeah, like an epic... Yeah. Lady lover. Yes, epic lady lover. So Don, uh, Don Giovanni's wearing a mask. Um, Anna, I think she runs away. She doesn't know anything about this guy. She doesn't want to know anything about him. The night continues. She was en- that, was it like un- unwanted? No. Okay. I think it was surprising. Okay. And probably exciting. Okay. You know, but she's a 42-year-old woman. She's What? Not, yes. She's not going to... What is she doing out of the house? Well, that's a good question. And that's it's brought up many times. <laughs> um, no, she's not like a... Ruth Sage. Yeah, she's not a naive young woman. Okay. And so a lot of the book compares, uh, well, the the reader is allowed to compare their reactions to these, these different men who are trying to seduce them. Mm-hmm. Ruth uh, will disappear for minutes at a time to go write in her diary <laughs> up in the closet. <laughs> she leaves the party to go write in her diary about... About um, Ed. Ed. Okay, what's ha- happening? Right yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, she keeps excusing herself <laughs> to go write in her diary, which is just such a wonderful <laughs> illustration of like that time in your life. I mean, I did that so much at, you know, late teens, early 20s. You go to an exciting party, you run home, you write it in your diary. and it's, She doesn't uh, even wait, though. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> what freedom. <laughs> I know. So um, Ed is interested in Ruth. Because she has money, and he tells this to Anna. They're, they Anna and Ed dance at one point, which really pisses Ruth off. Ruth is pretty furious. She's angry at Anna. You know, in the way I remember being like that that at that age where you're like jealous and you don't know why, yeah. and it's not even a good reason. It's not a good reason. Ed's a piece of shit. Yeah, Ed yeah. is a piece of shit. But she sees Anna there. She doesn't know what to make of her. She's pissed at her in kind of an unkind way, you know, with, with not a lot of like uh, introspection. Okay. You know, so the night goes on. Anna and Don Giovanni are sort of like playing all night, sort of like running away from each other. And then they finally get together and then they start talking. And there's, I'm just going to say, I think it's chapter seven, a little boring, a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like all of the book. <laughs> Well, I mean, at one point they're like wrapped up in a curtain and stuff like that. And it gets kind of a little steamy again. And then they just, they like talk for a long time. I don't, I mean, do you like literature and or movies where all of a sudden you're just listening to the person who wrote it have a conversation with himself? Do you not like? Oh, okay. She won, she loves, well, I know that Bridget Brophy loved Mozart and Don Giovanni. Okay. They, there's actually a scholar, a musicology scholar there. And, uh, her question is, in the very beginning of this, of Don Giovanni, Anna comes racing out of the house chasing Don Giovanni because he has attempted to seduce her. And she wants to know if Don Giovanni actually seduced her. The Anna in the oh, opera. Oh, I see. The real Anna wants uh-huh. to know if the fake Anna actually did get seduced by the fake Char- Don Giovanni, character Don Giovanni. Okay. They end up, she ends up asking this music uh, musicology person that Anne introduces her to. And he has like a really dumb response. I'm going to tell you what it is. Well, first of all, this guy is like standing over a buffet and just shoving food into his face. <laughs> and um, he offers the women an empty plate of food and says, do you want to eat? You guys should eat something. Oh, the- oh to Anna and Anna. Yeah, to yeah, Anna and Anna. So you're like, okay, that's kind of oblivious. Uh, what's going on there? So he, he gives his answer, you know, a long-winded answer to Anna about the seduction. And he talks about, you know, it's impossible to say whether or not she was actually seduced because if she was seduced, she couldn't admit to it because uh, the time that this this uh, story took place, you would be completely dishonored. Seduction equals dishonorment, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And she's kind of not really satisfied with that answer. You know, it's a yes or no question, really. And he keeps offering her this empty plate of food. <laughs> and then he says, um, the seeker after truth must sometimes accept inconclusive answers. This is much better than to be misled. Donna Anna goes, you know what? Maybe she just liked mischief. Maybe this fake Anna liked mischief. You know, maybe she was in control of what her answer was. Maybe she, you know, like maybe she did want to be seduced. And he tells her no. Like the literal Anna in the story is suggesting that perhaps the answer might be found in whether or not the character of Anna enjoys uh-huh. mischief. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if you can make connection between the real Anna and the character Anna. Maybe they both like mischief. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and the guy says no. Okay. So that's so. Not only does she get this empty plate of answer <laughs> when she offers her own, he says no. So that's I, that was an interesting part of the book. I'm just Wait, saying. Ju- this is just based on him being a musicologist, and he couldn't and a historian, right? Without okay. maybe thinking that a woman from 200 years ago might like a little mischief. Uh-huh, you know no, what I mean? No, 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 not no, possible. no. My, my uh, history textbook says otherwise. Um, <laughs> so anywho, I'm going to get to another section that was really important, and then I'll wrap this up. Don Giovanni, the mystery man, not the opera character, finally gets Anna, or they both agree to go back to his place. They had, uh, they had almost yeah. had a... Tr- no, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> they had almost had a, ready to go. <laughs> had a tryst upstairs. It didn't work out. You'll have to read why. Um, they go back to his place, and they have a nice time. The, it, and that was the time you're talking about. Was it like I remembered or completely off? No, it just, it, there was no mention of anything at all. I mean, she, no had, she, she had a good time. There's no heaving bollocks. There's no, <laughs> like like in the usual stories yeah. where there's heaving bollocks. <laughs> what is a bollock, by the way? You know, ball, a bollock. Okay. There's no soft moans. There's no arched backs. Mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. no um, thrusting, no. thrusting, 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 and then she's satisfied. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, it's the description of her orgasm, right? That's yeah. the thing that everyone is so excited about. It's, it's it's so vaguely written. I mean, it's not vaguely written. Sorry, it's so poetically written. It's yes. not. It's not um, inaccurate. And then she came all over the place. She didn't squirt. Sorry, there's. You know what I mean? Like they. <laughs> it's just. It's yeah. She just. You know, he pays attention to her lady parts, and then she. You know, but they don't. They don't even say that. You know, it's just like they don't say what it is specifically. What, Do you want to find the place? And no, read it? not right now. Okay. Yes, right. later. Okay. Yes, later. Um, okay. So, but on the way there, they pass Rudy, who is Ruth's father's car, and inside of this car is Ruth and Ed. And Ed has convinced Ruth to join him in the car. I think to get some peace and quiet. And Ruth says, uh, "Yeah, I guess I could write my diary in there." <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the car and. Ed says things to her like, it's really cold. Why don't you get under this blanket with me? Uh, Can you turn off the light? It's hurting my eyes. You know, real romantic shit like that. So Ruth, Ruth is writing in her diary and she sees Anna and Don Giovanni pass by, walk off together. They're having a good time. I think they're laughing. Uh, Ruth calls her a whore in the diary. Oh. And then the next time we see Ruth, she says, uh, I guess I am too now. Like that's, yeah. Okay. So Ruth, uh, Ed had coerced Ruth into sleeping with him. They were both virgins. Comparing and contrasting of those two separate seduction scenarios has made me so fucking happy to be in my 40s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never have to have somebody get me into bed by saying that the light is too bright in their eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You're a, it's no, a little hot l- in here. Do you mind if I take off my pants? L- l- <laughs> Actual line somebody said to me. <laughs> Isn't that from a movie, though? Uh, probably. So that makes it even worse. Um, 
If you're a, yeah. Can I just say though, if you're still dating, you might in fact have to deal with that. No. That's why that's the, well that's a whole other topic. Okay. But um yeah. Okay. So wait, she willingly Yeah, she she slept with him, but yeah. it was like, you know, can you turn off the light? Okay. Can you get under the covers? Mm. I'm cold. Can you, you know, that type of thing. I am going to say unrelated or not a few pages later, uh, Ruth is uh, kicking him in the balls. Okay. <laughs> Why? Um, because they've started to make a, uh, a snowman and they start with a snowball. Oh. And this is the part where Ed is explaining to Ruth how to make a snowman. And he's telling her that you really have to touch the snowball in a certain way or it won't be stiff enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, Ruth is just out there admiring the pure snow. Um, but Ed wants to make a man out of it. You know what I mean? That's I mean that's them. Yeah, okay. That's literature right there for you. Oh wait, and that co- and so how does that lead to the ball game? I, I don't um I can't remember exactly, but she does square off and kick him in the balls. So, so you know, I can just I, I can relate to that. I mean, I have to be honest with you to take it, to get it, make it a little serious. I had, you know, an encounter with a boyfriend that was a coercive sex situation. And the first thing that I did after that was start an argument with him because I wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I really liked him. I want, I, I, I actually thought we would probably have sex that night, but it wasn't. It wasn't enthusiastic consent. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I I had wondered for a really long time, why did I start a fight with him? I was kind of mean to him after that, which is not Mm -hmm. really ideal after you've had sex with somebody. And that's that's kind of like what you get, though, after you have coercive sex. Like, that one person is not going to be happy, and it might just show up in them kicking you in the balls. 1,000%. Yeah. Can I go go on a real ta- tangent for a sec? Okay. Yeah. Can I finish this up? Of I course, just have one. Course, I have yeah, one yeah. quote yeah. that I really loved. The uh, and and Anna never finds out who Don Giovanni is. She doesn't look to see where his apartment is. She well, she he does take off his mask at one point while they're having sex. Right? Well, yeah. Um, but uh, he, Don Giovanni says, uh, "Have you noticed that the beginning of love always is to find the same thought in the other person's mind?" And I love that so much. That is, that's the beginning of friendship. That's the beginning of love. Yeah. When you realize that the other person, that you guys are of one mind. And uh, I just thought that was so beautiful. That is very special. Yeah. You want to find the same thought in the other person's mind. Do they have that experience? I I, th- I believe they did. But she, she refuses to know where he lives, what his name is, anything, right? Because she wants to walk away and not have any connection with him. I, um... I mean, that's, I think that's the whole intellectual part of the book. She's, she's going through some stuff. She's divorced. Um, he's a little younger than she is. You know, she's a craggy old um, hag in her 40s, right, her early 40s, yeah. um, who's been burned. So she's, you know, um, no, but I'm just saying she's, a, she's an experienced woman who doesn't want to um, go back to what she had before, yeah. you know, yeah. which is in stark contrast to poor Ruth. Oh, God, because she'll probably be like tied to him. She very <laughs> well may be. I mean, I, I feel a little bit hopeful because after calling Anna a whore in her diary she called herself a whore you know again it goes back to seduction equals dishonorment from the from the musicologist describing Mm -hmm. you know giving his empty plate answer but you know maybe she'll be okay maybe she'll realize um in response to the ball kicking he writes slur on the back of her father's car in snow and just to really underline his impotence uh the snow falls before they get back to the car so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the message gets erased. I really like that part too. Barbara, did you have something to say? 
I, that was an interesting story that you told. And I just wanted to, about the starting a fight. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that story from you before. I hadn't. Where'd that story come from? Oh. I'm full of surprises. Interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to say that there's, it, I hadn't thought, put this into words before, but have you had that experience? It sounds like this was one of those experiences, but like where you are going to have sex with somebody and it's like not you're not like a thousand percent about it but then once you guys start it becomes even less <laughs> like that person like can either kind of um kind of break the connection between you two or oh yeah i'm not even talking about like any kind of assault just like you guys are all of a sudden not on the same page but you have to go through with yeah i mean that's kind of what this felt like and yeah. it was it was not an assault but it was just not he thought it was super hot like he was super into it you know and he i guess he thought i was having the same experience and i didn't have the vocabulary back then to say i'm not having the same experience you yeah. know i was very um inexperienced at the time it's not something that would happen now i don't think it's such a tricky thing, though. Like I, I, I have found myself in that place. Yeah. You know, not th- not terribly long ago. Yeah. Where it was just like I didn't want to do it, but it was it was fine. It was yeah. not like had I had the choice, I would have gone back to sleep. Yeah. But then we're doing it, and it's like I was. <sighs> I guess I'm just gonna get through this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It, it's just. It's that's kind of mind blowing to think that you would put your body through that experience, like, and it. Just to get it over with. Yeah, because it's yeah. like super intense. I also have, you know, been very close to having sex with somebody way too close and going, nah. Yeah. You know, why? Why? Because um, I kept waiting for that moment where it was like there would be a connection mm. and like a, like thinking it would come and, and then just going, no, that's not worth it to me. Like, yeah, that's good. Uh, it was very irritating to the person that I was with. You know, oh. I think it was very aggravating because like physically that person thought they were about to. Barbara, I'm so sorry. I mean, that does sound frustrating for both of you, you know, probably very confusing for him and for you uncomfortable. And, you know, but what do you what what do you do? What do you do in that situation? I mean, what would you do? I think the situation you're describing, you're maybe at somebody's home. Not mine. Okay, so do you kick them out or like, how does that work? Or do you say, hey, you know what, this isn't working tonight? Can we Let's try again another time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like one of the times I was like, mm, you know what, I'm going to hate you if we do this because, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, I don't know, I really wanted something, whatever it would be to work out in my favor, our favor, you know? Yeah. And I was just getting closer and closer and closer to this. And then I realized, no, 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 no. Yeah. And the other person was an ex-boyfriend, uh, these two times I can think of. And I just got like a flash of like, n- no, the, you know. This has been nice up until this point, but it is not going to be nice if we have sex. Yeah, I mean, I I do think you should always be able to what a pull pull the ripcord, pull the train stopping cord yeah. thingy. I mean, it's no good to go through with something that you're not interested in. Blue balls aside, because I don't that's not a thing in my world. Emotionally, I think it's very confusing for people, but I think that's something then you maybe would have to talk about or. Like, what I'm trying to say is I do not buy the physical argument for stopping sex. You will get over it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you, a a conversation is definitely needed, you know, because I think that probably is, it would help both of you, you know, right? Or no? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but these are, I think these are both situations where it's like, 
there's it we shouldn't have been okay in this okay. situation in the first place yeah i don't know i no. i'm you're listening to me trying to figure out I what i would do in a situation like i think that. i think the purpose of this conversation is mainly for listeners to kind of reflect as well like yeah. i don't have any answers yeah i don't either i really don't um just to one of the things i love about iris murdoch and bridget brophy is they put into words these common thoughts that we have that no that no one ever expresses you know yeah so i don't know maybe i'm inspired to, to, to like actually think about this sort of stuff it's like it's very nuanced and yeah oh and but you saying that thing about like that person thought it was super hot mm-hmm. um that also i i was talking to an ex-boyfriend recently about porn mm-hmm. um because he really liked it and i w- was not into it and uh he wanted to had a little discussion about that and i just said like i i I never enjoyed any of that stuff like he would want to watch it and you know while we're banging and it was really depressing to me and sad and he like he he had no idea wow huh i mean that says a lot i think but but i guess i should have said i guess i should have i mean it seemed really important to him but (laughs) no i just i don't know um for a second i didn't know who you were talking about and then i absolutely knew who you were talking about you do i yeah you know it's been 22 years. We can be friends. I've learned a lot. I think he would be probably horrified to know how upsetting I found that first encounter, you know? But we didn't have, I did not have the vocabulary at age 20 to discuss it. He'd be horrified? I think he would be. I think he would, to, to tell somebody, to inform your, a boyfriend that you were with for a very long time, who you were in love with, that your your encounter was felt like coercion? Yeah. I would be horrified if somebody told me that. Oh, you know what? You did tell me this story. Yeah. <laughs> you try to be sneaky with your twitty? No. Now that I know that story, I'm picturing it. What? What? Where were you? And now that I'm picturing it. <laughs> no, you told me. You told me about this. You told me how why it bothered you. Yeah. Um. It was and a I, fantasy. It was very much a fantasy it situation. Was. Yes. But one where you were instructed to go. <laughs> get plan b or something after no right no it's he said uh we had a conversation about birth control after the fact which is not a good idea and i was on birth control i i I had it all planned out like i wanted to be with him i wanted to have an experience with him yeah i took all the steps to make sure that that would work and then you know the moment was so hot that it never came up barbara and just afterwards he uh he mentioned it and it's like yes i did yes i was responsible and i took care of it you know, I'm sure what added to the fantasy element for him in the scenario detracted from my experience. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's got to be a way to have a super hot... There is. Don't be a 20-year-old dating a 41-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> be a woman or... Um, Treat yourself like a woman. Ha- the Treat power your- dynamic needs to be equal. Be Anna. Don't be Ruth. Be Anna. Yeah. You know, you you may be Ruth Sage, but look to the Annas. That's what I'm going to say sure. about that. Look to the Annas. Be an Anna. It. I will tell you, it clouded the rest of our five-year relationship because yeah. it set a tone. You know, and I loved him and he loved me. And we had many, many wonderful experiences after that. None of them even came close to that the weirdness of that, you know, of that time. Yeah. But it was a starting point and you can never look. <laughs> what? Tell me. You know, Robert Cataragus Goldthwaite? Uh, him again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found a photo of when we first met. Uh, I was at a Halloween party in the mid two two thousands. This is the first time you met? First time we met. Okay. Um, and he was dressed as a poop. Okay. <laughs> 
And I recently put it up on Instagram and I said, uh, I have questions. He said I was dressed as a poop. Uh-huh. I said, it was the first time we met. He said, I'm sure you were charmed. <laughs> Remember that thing I said in like two podcasts ago about like first impressions? Yes. Very important. Well, his, I, I re- retorted his first impression was a number two. You can never <laughs> get... <laughs> no, he's great. I love him. Anyway. Sorry. Just, I, I just I'd lighten the mood with that story. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the coercive sex. Um, you, you can't undo it, you know? And I actually never had a conversation with him about it because I knew I thought it might be hurtful to him, which is a fucking not a thing I would do now at age 46. Because it would not have even happened. Because I would have nipped that shit in the bud. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, Vera. I think it's still, I think weird shit can still happen. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I, I'm, I'm only saying that because uh, <laughs> our, our, my 22-year um, dating anniversary is uh, coming up in about three days. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. If I was thrown back in the dating pool, for all I know, last time I dated, I was 24. What if, what if I haven't grown any? What if as far as dating goes, I'm still a 24-year-old? How fucking scary and sad would that be? Here, I have been dating and I'm a 24-year-old. <laughs> okay. The last time I had sex, it did not go the way I wanted it to go. And it wasn't that long ago. And there's nothing you can really do aside from say, I want it, I would like it to go this way, please. Yeah. And that person can say yes or no if you don't know them well enough. Yeah. And that's dating. Is yeah. I also dated someone for months and months and months before we had sex. Mm. When we did have sex, it did not go the way I wanted it to go. Have, okay. Have you have you ever had a partner where things are just amazing right off the bat? Yes. You ha- okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is possible. Oh, yeah. Okay. How many minutes are we, Barbara? Um, 30. We're going to... Um, we we okay just admit it just admit tell everybody for some reason i don't know what happened i have been recording and not realized that the battery ran out before that has happened but when we recorded this last time the file just doesn't exist yeah i recorded a whole nothing i recorded a whole thing about the snowball already yeah there are many more references to actual balls of saliva and semen that we had we just we lost we we, we lost it it's a tragedy (laughs) it's really a tragedy so yeah. we're going to, so we're going to, but, but half of it recorded last time. So we're going to tackle Cause it we stopped it. So I could to read a letter I got from the person that inspired this whole s- yes. snowball. So why don't, why don't we uh, get Pr- it? Have a seamless. Yeah. Have a seamless transition into, into the part, into the next, into the reading the letter. Here it goes. Here it here go- goes. Wow. Uh, well, here it goes. <laughs> now you are listening to a seamless transition. As I was looking for this, you asked me, am I allowed to read it? Yeah. Are you? I don't know. I'm going to leave out any. I haven't asked, but... Better to ask a forgiveness and permission. <laughs> I'm not going to include details that would give this person away. I ended up telling him because it had been a couple of weeks and I, he didn't say anything. So I said, I gave you a shout out in a recent Dady Ladies episode. What hey. if I just jumped across right now on the couch the and grabbed the phone to see who the <laughs> fuck this was? He said, you did all. In what manner? Which episode? <laughs> <laughs> Usually that's a bad thing, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and then he wrote, I didn't respond. He goes, ah, yes, I did think it was raining and that some machine like an AC unit kept making noise. You combined two different times that we messed around your apartment. What? Um, Barbara. It was nice to hear you say the thing you said on the, on that podcast. It actually pulled me out of a really negative mood last night when I listened to it. And so I wrote two times. Oh, what were they? My crap memory scares me. But in any case, glad if it could lift your spirits. 
so he wrote back. Well, there was a time you stayed over at my house and we did not do anything, which I did remember that. Uh-huh. I was very intimidated by you back then. Aw, how sweet. And then he said, you can also tell your sister who you were talking about. Yay! I knew her before I knew you. Uh-oh. And he said where you guys met. Vera, I don't know. Where don't did know. we meet? I'm going to continue. Just say, then, where did we meet? I want to know who this is. No. Dude, reach out to me. Then there was a time I came <laughs> over to your apartment and we talked. Dadyladies at gmail.com. Dadyladies at gmail.com. Yeah, Vera's the only one who gets the emails. <laughs> then there was a time I came over to your apartment and we talked a lot, but then made out for a long time, but only did that. We did have our shirts off, but nothing more. And then he did an angel emoji. So I don't remember this at all. Um, I believe that was the time I was convinced it was either raining or that some neighbor above you had a loud and crappy, drippy AC that I could hear nonstop. Ha ha. Wait, so he didn't do a fun thing for... That was a very lovely... Let me go on. That was a very lovely evening. And then there was the other time in which... (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) And then there's another time they came over uh, again and provided a lady-centric time. That sounds so weird that way. Sorry. You mentioned you had a crappy evening earlier with another guy. (laughs) And if you recall... What a fucking sweetheart. I'm just going to say... That is so awesome to be like, yeah, you, you were on a shitty date and then I... I was like, here, let me make it better. Well, hold on. I'm glad you said that before I finished this. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. We were at, he was also at where I went out with this person. He was there as well. Oh. And I too had a weird alcohol-induced awkwardness with another lady. And you and my friend saw me kissing her against the wall in the club. Hmm. So it's starting to come back to me. Yes, I saw him making out with somebody. Oh, uh, how'd you feel about that? Fine. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I don't know if I texted him and teased him or something. But it's like not like we were seeing each other, and I was, uh-huh. which is cool. It is cool. I think that makes the story even better. Um, he said I only drank alcohol for around three to four months of my life, but I came over that night. That too was lovely. Oh, so I also texted him, um, and I believe called me a few times from from Oaxaca when you spent some time there. So I, w- I lived in Oaxaca for a month mm-hmm. and I don't remember texting him, but that was, wasn't in contact with a lot of people during that time. So Give um, me phone. I said, <laughs> I think I have all of my old cell phones and I can remember where those are and can power them up. I likely have our very old texts on one. I hope all my recall makes sense. And I truly do recall it all with wonderful glee. You are still by far the most awesomely unique person I've ever been with in any way. Who is this so wonderful please know person? that and that was so wonderful who is this wonderful person <laughs> oh you know what and this makes me think of uh we loved um all the fucking mistakes we thought it was a really entertaining book and we did like five episodes on it mm-hmm. and one of the things that that we weren't a hundred percent behind was that whole thing about like once you're once you've broken up with somebody or whatever like never think about that person again yeah and this is not a breakup situation but it is a really good example of how wonderful it is to keep people that you've had experiences with in your life. Yeah. Because here he is, and I know he lives out of state now, and he was going through something, and <laughs> you're just narrowing her eyes. Um, and, you know, just like it was a nice thing to like share this, and there was, it's not like it was me doing it on my part was not like, you know, like something weird or come back to me or like there was nothing there's no ulterior motive aside from remembering something sweet yeah and I feel he said something really kind to me back and it made me feel good it's like when you're an adult this kind of stuff is like fucking gold 
I I, um, I I doubt that Ruth and Edward are going to have this kind of exactly. Trique, you know what I mean. But you know when Anna and Don Giovanni see each other at you know in five years when she's like in a wheelchair, she's like forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're yeah. going to have this nice memory. <laughs> I mean, will she have the memory? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. This is why young ladies have to write everything down in their diaries. Right. <laughs> oh, um, that's a whole other conversation about how young ladies have... Barbara, one day, one time, you and I should get our diaries out and read uh, about parties that we went to at age 17. Uh-huh. I got some stuff to say. You know what? I I have I have a diary entry from high school. I went to the movies with some friends, uh-huh. and they got up to get popcorn. So I'm like 15, 16, yeah. and there's this guy with a ponytail sitting in a row in front of me, and his fucking feet were up with no shoes on. Mm-hmm. Like, And he turns around, and he starts hitting on me, and mm. then he handed me his business card. <laughs> Not only do I have that business card, but I wrote down his name in my diary. Oh, that wow. guy, 100% fucking pedophile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he said he was an agent or whatever. I have all the information about this man. Oh, yeah. This is like this in is, my diary. Like <laughs> this is probably a conversation for a, an entirely separate yes, episode. Absolutely. But uh, but young girls never stop writing in your diary. That's no, all I can say. Yeah, it's exactly. The best. Please do that. Yeah. It's the best evidence. It, ever. First of all, it's the best book you're ever going to read in your twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties. Sometimes oh. it's hard. I I think my diary is just page turner. To yeah. be honest with you, <laughs> you're really good with details. Well. Um, alrighty. Well, do we have anything else to say? Um, I did have a list of things, um, in our last Twinter Lude, I talked about how incels, um, lose access to being nurtured physically mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. like teenage years to like, I'm an incel. Yeah. I did write a list of touches that I give my kids that nobody, teenagers just don't get. Okay. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's important. Um, these aren't just like hugs. Mm-hmm. These are, for instance, holding feet with somebody. Okay. They are arm tickles. Mm-hmm. They're brushing fingers down a face. Yeah. They are measuring toe bones. Okay. They're holding hands everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're not being picked up and carried anymore. No. What about being picked up and then that person who picks you up stands and rocks you? Mm-hmm. What about cradled in arms? What about cradled in legs? Mm-hmm. Piggybacks. Yes. S- how about the little person who would stand behind the mom with their whole upper body shoved stuck up under their shirt? What about that? What about having your nose wiped? What about it? What about having your butt wiped? What about that? Back scratches. Yes. Teeth brushes. Mm-hmm. Ear, cheek, nose, hair, finger, belly, elbow, toe, knee, nibbles. Yes. Neck, lip, fingy, toesy, cheek, anywhere. There's an owie. Mm-hmm. Kisses. And those kisses actually make the pain go away. They do. And then I just want to throw out there that every one of my kids, two boys and a girl, have suggested a good place to kiss would be their private parts. Oh, fuck. And then, I, and then I felt like that was a real teachable moment. Yeah. Oh. And I would say the answer is no. Yeah. And it's, it's a, but like to kids, every part of their body. Yeah. It's just a part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that didn't turn your stomach. <laughs> Which then, it did. Then I, <laughs> I'm going to gently suggest you find a therapist because I think you've probably suffered trauma yourself. Which is true. Yes. Uh, wrestling. Uh-huh. And maybe you want to revisit wrestling as an adult with your twin sister and make money off of it. Maybe you want to do that. Maybe I don't do. know. Maybe you do. How about being washed in a bath? Mm-hmm. How about massages to fall asleep? Okay. That's 20 things. Those are 20 That you things. do not get yeah. at the first most challenging time of your life. And so I feel for teenagers. And I feel also that you should not jump into some crappy, shitty thing just because you miss being touched. 
And you should not also believe that someone owes it to you. But do acknowledge that you're missing it. That does remind me of uh, the last photo I have. My, my child right now is um, with family in another country. Uh, he's gone for two weeks. It's the longest amount of time I've been without him. There's a beautiful photo that my mother took of uh, my husband holding him and me. We we're, were doing like a family hug Yeah. before he got on the plane. And to me, it was just like completely normal because I pick him up every morning. I pick him up out of bed and bring him to the living room <laughs> um, to look at this photo. You know, I'm carrying... Um, somebody who's 60 pounds and just a little shy of a foot shorter than me. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a large person. <laughs> yeah. He's a longy. He's a long guy. I was terrified of him leaving. Like it was incredibly stressful the weeks leading up. And then the first night that he was gone, the first night or a couple of days, Blaine and I were like depressed. Like we didn't really talk to each other. Oh. We sort of like, there was like this emptiness, uh-huh. you know, cause we're, um, faced with our marriage. Yeah. Of 22 years. Yeah. that's. I believe that's called married privilege. Yeah. Isn't it, Vera? <laughs> when you get to be faced by it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Confronted. Confronted. <laughs> um, but then as the days went on, and I realized that my son did not miss me one bit, uh-huh. um, Blaine and I, like, reconnected, and we started going out to dinner, and we just, like, went out to a diner. Uh-huh. We um, watched the last couple of episodes of The Boys together. Don't know what that is. It's a good show on Amazon Okay. Um, that I had uh, kicked and hit and screamed against, but now I love it. Okay. Um, went over to our friend Drew's house and watched uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent together. What is that? It's a Nick Cage movie. Oh. Drew picked it out for us. He had okay. just watched it, and he's like, you got to watch it. She's talking about Drew Carey. Yeah, sorry. And, and then, why wasn't I invited? Because it was on a Friday night, and you had your kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, at last night, we just like went out and had dinner. Like It took about two or three days for us to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we used to have a life together. Uh-huh. Like we used to, we used to like being around each other. We used uh-huh. to like, yeah, so it's, Ooh. yeah, so, um, you know, I still miss my kid who doesn't miss me, but um, I'm actually like kind of happy that we have another, Blaine and I have another whole week in a weekend. Oh, well, you and I are going away for the next weekend, but anyway, guys, uh, married people, man, like I really like, uh, I did not remember what it was like to not be responsible for somebody 24 7 uh-huh it's been cool i got to read a fucking book i know in less than a day that has not happened in many years <laughs> yeah and enjoy it and like feel enveloped by it and like my brain was making connections about mm, yeah obviously that's it just okay. want to just want to give you a little snapshot a little mm-hmm. uh, insight into what it's like to be uh married for a long time and your, and your kid uh, uh abandons you okay uh-huh. all right <laughs> perfect thank you okay well Bye-bye. Join us on Instagram at Daily Ladies and at the Pooh Bell Twins. You can also give us money on Cash App. Dollar sign Daily Ladies. You can also give us a five-star rating whenever you listen on podcast. Also, you can give us a great review. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.